Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly show another hour of the Jesse Kelly show and I have to do something now couple things one I'm going to love the other one I'm going to hate but both things are actually necessary and yes in case you missed any part of the show I already went off about Elon Musk and how the communist thinks and we've had a bunch of look we've had a bunch of fun so far we're gonna have some more fun here in just a second 
Now, I have to do two different things. One, we have to say goodbye to a warrior we lost as a country, and that's going to suck. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit of history because I promised you something at this time in the show. Did I not? So bear with me a moment. Bishop Evans. You probably don't know this person's name, and that is a disgrace. That's not your fault. Uh, our media, our politicians in this country are an utter disgrace. You don't realize we have a lot of National Guard troops on the border right now. It's, it, look, unless you're on the border, you don't know. Well, there's a bunch of them down there. They're trying to do the best they can to offer some manpower help to the Border Patrol agents who are uh, stretched thin is not the way to put it. They're, they're beyond stretched thin. They're, they're pulled apart. They're, they're just not there anymore. The cartels are now, they understand how stretched thin the Border Patrol guys are, so they'll actively flood a zone where they know the Border Patrol guys will have to come gather people. They'll take a bunch of uh, illegal immigrants and they'll throw them at the Border Patrol guys and tell them to go turn themselves in because they know the Border Patrol guys will have to gather them up and take off to go process them. And then that's when the drugs and criminals come through. It's a really bad thing. So the National Guard guys are down there. And a man by the name of Bishop Evans, National Guard, he saw some people drowning in the Rio Grande right here in Texas, went out to try to save them. They turned out to be drug traffickers, which is equally aggravating, but he didn't come back. He ended up drowning. They, did, they, they finally recovered his body today, and I know it's a little heavy, but I, I think you'll agree with me when I say I think, I think a warrior who dies protecting his country deserves a little send-off. No, so... Semper Fi, Mr. Evans. And God be with his family. All right. Now, I promised you something because it's Medal of Honor Monday. In case you missed Medal of Honor Monday, that was an hour ago. And yeah, I'm going to get to the sheriff shooting burglars and stuff, but I promised you something an hour ago. And normally, because I'm immature and stupid and irresponsible, I would forget something like this. But this time, I didn't. I read a Medal of Honor citation tonight for Sergeant York, Sergeant Alvin York to be specific. Only the pre-World War II Medal of Honor citations suck. I mean, his is uh, one, two, three sentences. His are three sentences. That's his Medal of Honor citation. Uh, He went and he captured some guys. And so people don't understand exactly what this guy did. So the good news for you, well, good news for me. I don't know whether you like it or not. We're going to do a little history rewind here because we're going to talk about what exactly Sergeant Alvin York did. Let's go back to World War I. And remember, we're talking about World War I, not World War II. And I say this because there are morons out there, <coughs> Chris, who said when I brought up York, he said, oh, that's the guy who captured the Nazis. 
The Germans were not Nazis in World War One. They were not Nazis. They were just Germans, right? They got a real bad rap for World War One. I'm not saying it wasn't their fault at all, but it certainly wasn't all their fault, right? There were there's plenty of blame to go around. The Germans were probably the finest army in the world in World War One. There are people who argue the German World War One army was the finest army in history. That's how good they were. But World War I brought about a new kind of warfare because of the Industrial Revolution and weapons had changed. Prior to World War I, and I realize there are a couple little smaller wars, but prior to World War I, war was the stuff you watch movies about. And I watch movies about horseback and swords, maybe fire the muskets kind of a thing. Glory, all that stuff. Well, there's a reason we don't have a horseback division in the United States Army anymore. All the cavalry guys, yeah, they're in tanks now. You know why? Because you die on a horse now. There's something called machine guns, and they're very, very, very deadly. When you combine machine guns with artillery, World War I is maybe the most horrific conflict ever. I've said this before. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you'll know this. If you were to tell me, Jesse... What is on the top of your list? Or you would ask me, Jesse, what's on the top of your list for, for combat you would least want to be in? And I know there's all kinds of horrible conflict out there from swords and spears and shields to uh, the jungles of Vietnam and everything in between. There's all kinds of horrible conflict. World War I would top my list and nothing else comes particularly close. If you were in World War I, you lived in the trenches. Because if you stuck your head out of the trenches, as many, many found out, you got it shot off. The rifles were better. There were snipers. They were amazing. But the thing is, when you're a general, a military commander of any kind, you've been tasked by your politicians to win a war. You don't win wars by having your men sit in the trenches. You have to gain ground and break the enemy somehow. And so the trenches, the Germans would have their trench, the French and the British and us, we'd have our trenches. And the trenches would be against each other, right? And then there's no man land in between. Eventually, you would have to send men, well, they called it over the top. You'd have to send them over the top and try to charge. And it's hard to explain unless you've read World War I books how horrific the carnage was. Because you see total numbers. And yeah, they're, they're bad. They're really, really bad. But it honestly doesn't do it justice. There were times when you would have a unit of 50 men and they would go over the top and all 50 gone in less than a minute. Gone. Everybody. And picture this. In World War I, places like Britain, you could join up to serve with somebody in your community, in your small town, in your village. And that was very common. Hey, go get Bob. And that, you know, young men, stupid, just like I was, sense of adventure, patriotism, it's not all stupidity. Obviously, these are good things. You win wars with these young men, but they all they all feed on each other, and soon you're down there signing up. Okay, well, that's all the inspiring part. What if it's that town that gets sent over the top and they all get shot? That's every mother in that town on the same day getting a telegram saying, none of your young men are coming home again. That's the kind of combat we're talking about. And eventually, the Germans came up with something called the Hindenburg Line. Don't worry, I'm going to get back to politics whenever I feel like it. The Germans came up with something called the Hindenburg Line. Hindenburg was a German guy, as you probably guessed. I'm not going to go into the details of that. But it was a very, very strong fortification. Remember, they're German. Germans, uh, they know a little something about engineering. They just do. 
Even in World War II, I mean, they were just, all their stuff was better than everyone else's stuff. They didn't have the logistics and they were psychopathic Nazis, but their stuff was just better. World War I, their stuff was better. The German trenches, when the French would take, when the times with the French or British would take over a German trench, they would marvel because the French and British had good trenches, right? Good, dug in well. The Germans had wallpaper in some of theirs, plumbing. They had, it was just absurd. So the German lines were tough to take. Now that brings us to Mr. York. Remember, the French and the British were really taking the brunt of the German fighting for most of World War I. We didn't come in until towards the end of it, but when we came in, as you, you can hold your head up as an American, we acquitted ourselves very well, known to be stupidly brave. <laughs> so how about that for us? Well, eventually, you have to, like I said, you have to find a way to uproot them from places where they are. And the Germans know a little something about defense. Alvin York, he was a sergeant. And you should know a little bit about his background. Not that it's important, but because the guy's a daggone legend and we want to hear about his background. He was a heavy drinker, a heavy fighter coming up, but also a man who had given his life to Christ. And he appears, if you look at his background, to be extremely conflicted. Couldn't quite shake the drinking bug and fighting bug, but wanted to serve Jesus. And so he wanted to, to it seems like he, wa- he took that to the war. He wanted to join. He felt obligated to fight. I'm going to go fight. I'm going to fight these Germans. I just don't really want to kill anybody. And that is setting the table for what York actually did in World War I. And that I will get to next. And then I will get to the sheriff telling people to shoot burglars. And we'll get to emails and more. Now, before I get to any of that, are you enjoying the uh, yellow layer of pollen all over your vehicle now? Oh, I know. I know. My buddy Luis told me he was at a, his parents' house over the weekend and he had his car parked for two days. Told me he got in his car and took off to come home and it looked like there was just yellow smoke pouring out the windows as the pollen just poured off the car. <laughs> Look, you don't have to suffer with allergies like you do. I've told you before, I had them horrible my whole life since I was 10 years old. When we moved to Montana, I've just been brutalized by them. I don't even own over-the-counter allergy medication anymore. I bought one Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's this little air purifier. And honestly, when I pulled it out, it's so small and quiet. I thought, what is this thing going to do? It's amazing. It does more than kill viruses and mold and odors in your air. It completely cleans your air. Your, your room will smell clean. It took away my allergies. There's a reason one is plugged in right by my bed at night. I don't wake up with tears coming down my face anymore. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3. That's JESSE and the number three. And that gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Is that song about suicide, Chris? I feel like if it's about suicide, we shouldn't play it, even though that's a great song. Speaking of suicide, think if you're one of the guys who started one of the alternate social media companies now that Twitter's coming back. What was that? Oh, it's fine, Chris. We can make jokes. It's fine. It's fine. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. 
all are welcome. Now, let me finish my history story, and then we can get back to cool things like sheriffs telling you to shoot burglars. We were talking about Sergeant Alvin York because it's Medal of Honor Monday. We read a Medal of Honor citation for him like an hour and a half ago, and it sucked because it's way too short. It was one of the World War I ones. All right, I just did all the buildup, and now we get to this part of World War I. York's unit, they got pinned down and pinned down badly by machine guns in an elevated position. And I don't have to, I'm not going to insult your intelligence by informing you why that's a big deal. But when someone's shooting down on you, it's really, really, really not good. There's a reason every commander from now till ancient history has tried to get the high ground. So York and his guys are getting shot to pieces and... They couldn't even tell exactly which exactly which gun coming from this elevated hill. You can actually go go uh, do an image search of it if you're not driving and look at the hill where the guns were that was shooting down on York and his men. It's not when you look at it, it'll probably give you a shiver if you imagine you're not on the hill and the Germans are on the hill and they're shooting down at you. It's not good. And if they're up there shooting down at you, you have to do something about it. Remember, it's combat. You don't get to t- pick up your ball and go home. You can't call mommy. You have to do something about it. They have to stop those guns. They're killing everybody. You have to take that area. They're killing everyone. So the commander gets a group of dudes, not very many. I believe there were 13, if I remember right. I'm doing all this off the top of my head. The commander gets the dudes, and he says, hey, and York is one of these guys. I need you to sneak up there and go take out those guns. Well, remember this. When I say something like that, you probably picture, wow, yeah, I'm sure they were Navy SEALs or something like that. No, oftentimes in combat, regular soldiers, regular grunts, they have to do things that are honestly made for someone else. You're not trained to infiltrate and stuff like that. Yeah, you can shoot and move and throw grenades and communicate, but you're not trained for that. But you get some brave brave dudes up there and they said, okay, we're going to go do it. And so they have to go sneak around. They're sneaking. Imagine the nerves when you break off from your unit and you're a group of 13 guys sneaking up behind a bunch of German machine guns. They managed to get up there. They killed some of them, but they managed to get up there and take out a couple guns. And the Germans at a couple guns, I forget exact number, they they start surrendering. Well, that's good, right? That's awesome. Well, kind of. You're a small unit. You just had a bunch of Germans surrender to you And you're essentially behind enemy lines. There's not somebody waiting there for you. You can just turn and say, hey, you want to take these Germans? Uh, What are you going to do? You have two choices. You can kill them all. Or if that's against the rules or against your nature or whatever it may be, I think that would probably be against most people's nature, depending on the conflict. You got to get them back. So York basically tells everyone in his unit, take all these prisoners because there are so many and send them back. Go back with the prisoners. I'll continue and I'll try to kill these guns. Now, this is a death wish. This is a death sentence. He's about to assault a bunch of Germans behind enemy lines and he's about to do it by himself. Well, yeah, you see, he's Sergeant Alvin York and apparently his entire body is made of steel. He starts slaughtering these Germans. And he's slaughtering them with rifles, with pistols. They keep sending guys at him as he continues to capture guns, and he keeps killing them all. Finally, the commander of the unit 
gets to gets to York and tries to kill him with his pistol and unloads his pistol at York and misses with every shot and finally says, you know what? Screw it. We we surrender. And he didn't realize, he didn't fully realize it was just York. He didn't know it was this god of war back there killing everybody. He assumed it was more guys. It wasn't more guys. It was just York. And soon York has like a hundred dudes on his hands. And he's like, all right, well, uh, I guess we're going back. Good work. <laughs> and, that's, and that is the story. By the time he was done, again, it didn't say it in the Medal of Honor citation. I believe his final number was 32 killed. That's before he captured the others. He killed 32 people. That is awesome. You know what else is awesome? Defending your home. Sheriff, of course, in Florida, surprise, surprise, Florida sheriff is encouraging homeowners to shoot burglars to, and I quote, save taxpayers money. (laughs) I love this guy. Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson said one homeowner shot at the man during a burglary spree but missed. He encouraged homeowners to use lethal force during break-ins to, quote, save taxpayers money. This is the full quote. Well, we don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. I guess they think they did something wrong, which they did not. If somebody's breaking into your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. And we prefer that you do, actually. Uh, This is a direct quote. It's not me. Whoever that was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have gun safety class we put on every other Saturday. If you take that, you'll shoot a lot better. And hopefully, you'll save the taxpayers money. (laughs) You know, one of the things, you know how I tell you to balkanize all the time? And I realize there are some people who simply can't. You can't pack up and move. You got job, family. I I understand all that. But if you can get to a red area, and this is a big part of why I say that. I mean, the truth is this. There are a bunch of people listening to the sound of my voice right now in New York City on the great 710WOR. They are. If someone breaks in your apartment tonight in Manhattan and you shoot them, there's a good chance you're going to prison. If somebody even tries to break in my house tonight, like tries kicking in the front door, and I kill that person, I likely won't even be questioned down at the station by the police. They'll come scrape him off on my patio and say, good work, Jesse, patch up that door, and off they go. I want to live in a place where I can defend my family in a deadly way. Do you? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. If you missed any part of it, catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Get to some emails here before we recap the Elon thing again here. Special Operations Officer stationed at Fort Bragg. 18 years of service. I am done. Can't wait to get out of the military. I'll send you the 38-page USSOCOM. Diversity and Inclusion Implementation Act Plan 2022 to 2023 in a separate email. We are led by cowards and fools. Make sure we print that plan out, fellas. We're going to go ahead and we'll we'll do some highlighting on that as they continue to rot out the U.S. military from within to the supposed menu whisperer. Uh Uh-oh. 
I listen to your podcast since I can't get the show down here in southwestern Florida. Florida Man Radio doesn't get all the way down there. Oh, they've got to be. Do some looking on that. And was listening to last night's show about gas station food. What I heard was appalling. You can't call yourself the expert on gas station food without showing some love to the mecca of gas stations. I demand an entire segment dedicated to Bucky's and to think you're in Texas. <laughs> Keep it up, Shogun, and you better use my name. I could use the street cred. He said his name is Jeff. Okay, I, I need to do something here, and this is something you should never do. Never do in radio. Remember, all the rules you're supposed to, you're supposed to follow, I break them all, and I'm about to break another one. You're never supposed to talk about race or religion. We talk about that stuff all the time. And something else you're never supposed to do. You're never supposed to insult everyone. Inevitably, you're going to insult somebody, but you're never supposed to insult everyone. Nevertheless, everyone's about to be insulted here. First, let's deal with what he's talking about when it comes to Bucky's. Bucky's, for those who aren't in Texas, it's difficult to describe for you what a Bucky's is like. I know wherever you are, it doesn't matter whether you're in New York, LA, Chicago, Seattle, anywhere in between, Omaha, Indianapolis, any, any of the places where it doesn't matter where you are. You have a gas station chain that's legitimate. They, they have a bigger, better gas station chain. I've lived everywhere. And believe me, I'm going I'm to I'm get to the bad part here in a second. I've lived everywhere, and I'm telling you, you don't have anything like Bucky's where you are. You walk into a Bucky's. I take this, but forget about walking in. You drive into a Bucky's because most of you won't ever be in one. And it is like you're driving into Walmart with gas pumps. And... Gas pumps. How many gas pumps would you say are at a Bucky's, Chris? 200? Chris guessed 200. That seems high, but he might not be off. Okay, never mind. Okay, yeah. But I'm not making that up then, apparently. 200 gas pumps at one gas station. It's so vast you can't imagine it. And maybe you're th saying to yourself, wow, that's over the top. It would be over the top if there wasn't a line at each and every gas pump. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. And that's before you've gone in. When you go in, you don't make a stop at a Bucky's and then, hey, where are we going to go for food? We got to pick up some food. We're on the road. Oh, hey, did you remember uh, we got to get a cooler? Oh, dang, I forgot a T-shirt and a tent. Oh, hey, we need a grill. Did anyone? We forgot the grill. There's no second stop. Bucky's, it has all this scratch-made food inside, and it has all the clothing and hardware, and it just, it's more than I could ever describe for you. If it's not in Bucky's, you don't need it to survive, okay? It, it's, it's not like anything I've ever seen. Now to the insulting portion. Grocery stores. Here's a fact about grocery stores, and I've lived everywhere, and this is a fact, and you're going to get mad. You're going to get possessive. You're going to write me hate mail about this, but nevertheless, you're going to have to take my word for it. It's true. I've lived all over the place, all over. Every single place you go, there is a chain or multiple chains of grocery stores that they're just a cut above everything else. You walk in, and it's not a standard grocery store. They have some special sandwich section. I, I, I told you before, I had one in Dallas where I went where they had a clothing and jewelry section. There's it. Everybody has your grocery store. They just have a different version of it. 
And right now, if you're, say, in Florida, you're angrily typing me up an email saying, you've never been to Publix. Publix is the best. That's where you're wrong. I've been to Florida a million times. I'm going again next week. I love Publix. That's not me bad-mouthing Publix. There's some version of a Publix everywhere. From Tennessee to Minnesota to Seattle to Montana to New Mexico, every single place has this specialty grocery chain that just goes a little over the top, and every single place thinks their specialty grocery chain is not duplicated anywhere else, and that's a flat-out lie. Everyone has one. No, Chris, it's not. Chris said H-E-B is better. H-E-B is the big Texas one, in case you're wondering what he's talking about. H-E-B is amazing. I love H-E-B. I was just in one on Saturday buying various meats. There's an H-E-B everywhere, pal. There's an H-E-B everywhere. Back to politics, in case you missed it. Maybe you're just now tuning in. Maybe you're just now knocking off work. The big news of the day is obviously Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, stepping up, buying Twitter, and taking it. He's going to take it private. He's going to own it outright. He can do whatever he wants. Here's him talking about it. Well, I think it's very important for uh, there to be an inclusive arena for free speech uh, where Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. Um, so. It's just really important that people have the, both the, uh, the reality and the perception uh, that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. And you know, so one of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm um, and make any changes uh, to people's tweets. You know, if they're emphasized or de-emphasized, uh, that action should be made apparent so you can, anyone can see that at Okay, he's buying Twitter and he's making it a lot more open. How are people responding to this? Well, buckle up. Your testosterone levels are about to free fall. That's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do to the, yeah. the business prospects for Twitter itself? Oh, no, there are no rules. There are no, we need to have rules. We need to monitor the disinformation. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. Man, Barack Obama sounds very concerned about misinformation. All these people are. Except these are all the people who told you Russian collusion was real. These are all the people who told you the Steele dossier was real and legitimate. These were all the people who told you that stupid mask on your face actually does something. These were the people who told you... 
there's a racism problem with America's cops and we should defund the police. Over after over after over after over after over again. These were the people who told you the election in 2020 was the, what was they called it? The fairest election ever. They're very worried about disinformation though. Now, did you practice this weekend with your weapon? With your Mantis X? Remember, 10 minutes a weekend. Am I being some drill instructor out here? 10 minutes a weekend. That's 10 minutes a week total. Get a Mantis X system. It's what the Marines use. It's it's what the Special Forces guys use. It attaches right to your weapon. It allows you to practice with your weapon inside of your home. Dry fire practice so you don't ever have to spend around. I mean, eventually you'll want to go to the range to test yourself, but you don't have to fire a shot. You don't have to spend money on gas. Shoot, summer's almost here. You don't have to leave the air conditioning. Get a Mantis X and practice in your home. They will put you through drills. It's more than just practice. It's more than just target practice. They'll give you feedback. They'll make you better. Go to MantisX.com and get one today. MantisX.com. Don't hope you can hit what you're aiming at. Make sure. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and if you missed any part of the show, remember we have Medal of Honor Monday. We did some World War One history. We talked about sheriffs telling you to shoot burglars. We went over all the Elon Musk stuff, all that and more on the Jesse Kelly Show. All that was on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Or I shouldn't say was on. It will be about 10 minutes from now. We also gave a, an obvious... Uh, Shout out, send off to Bishop Evans, the National Guard soldier who died in the Rio Grande trying to save people coming into this country illegally. It took days for the Biden administration to even acknowledge his existence. And even after that, they had to try to message it. Of course, our heart uh, goes out to his family and to his loved ones. Um, I w- it, to confirm all the specific details, he went missing uh, on Friday following his selfless efforts to rescue two migrants who appeared to be drowning, who were trying to cross a river in Mexico and into the U.S., of course. Uh, and again, our, our hearts go out to his family. I don't have any, in case you may ask, I don't have any updates at this moment in terms of... And that's why it's really important that people are educated on the act, on how our energy can... Chris... The soundboard thing just did the thing where it cut off. You know what? It doesn't matter. She goes on, by the way. uh, I guess I'll just, I'll fill, I'll ad lib. I'll ad lib it. (laughs) She goes on to be asked about, hey, do you take any responsibility? I mean, the National Guard is only down there because you've opened up the border. Border Patrol agents are overwhelmed. and, And that's why they win. And she said, well, I mean, it's not our fault. It's the Texas National Guard's fault. That's talk to them about it. Always so cold, man. Never, never an ounce of feeling with these people. And remember, remember, as you hear the whining, especially over the next few days about uh, misinformation and disinformation, never remember or never forget these are the people doing the whining. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not gonna get infected. 
If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated. Oops. All right. Anyway, let's get to one more email before we get to headlines I didn't get to. Jesse. This is an old guy story. Remember we did the phone calls last week about when you knew you were old? Sorry I'm late to the party, but I wanted to tell you about the moment I realized I was old. Last summer, at the ripe old age of 45, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. I wasn't backpacking or playing football or skydiving or anything excited like that. I was running up the stairs. I didn't even trip or fall. Well, at least until my Achilles tendon snapped like an old rubber band and I went down on my face. I got the whole thing recorded on security camera. The second I felt that pop in the back of my ankle, I knew exactly what had happened. I still get the heebie-jeebies when I think about that feel- feeling that gooey mush under the skin where the tendon used to be. I'll quit being such a baby, Chris. It's fine. To make things worse, the anesthesiologist... I can't believe I nailed that word right off the bat. Boom, Chris, community college. The anesthesiologist screwed up my nerve block before the surgery, so I woke up in excruciating pain, and the left half of my foot is still numb eight months later. (laughs) He says I can read his name if I read this on the air. His name is Carrie. Uh, Carrie, polite request here at the Jesse Kelly Show. You said you still have the security camera footage of that. Do you think that would be something you would be willing to email into the show? Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Obviously, in all seriousness, it's nothing we would ever publicize unless you tell us you want us to. But I would very much like to see exactly what rupturing your Achilles running up the stairs looks like. And now, here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. County grants approval for Amazon's helix-shaped HQ tower. I actually didn't know what a helix looked like before this. It just looks like a gigantic drill bit to me. I, I, I'm not up on... Look, I'm not a geologist. All right? I didn't know exactly what it was. But that what, Chris? It's fine. That's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. GOP gains could be twice what the Cook Political Report predicts. The new reality we all have to live in is... No matter what the polls say, they're going to always show Republicans being worse off than Democrats. And there are a bunch of reasons for that. Some of it is, yeah, Democrat pollsters who load up the questions. A lot of it is Republicans who detest pollsters so much they won't answer the questions. It's, I mean, when's the last time you got called for a poll? I can't answer that question. I mean, look, everybody polls different. <laughs> Quit, Chris. The Fed wants to raise rates quickly, but may not know where where to stop. Oh, you mean we don't have a bunch of saintly experts running things here? You mean as inflation and interest rates begin to shoot through the roof and we're all getting slaughtered that 
we maybe don't have the most intelligent people at the helm. I mean, keep in mind, the same people that presided over the withdrawal of Afghanistan are currently presiding over inflation, interest rates, Russia, Ukraine, and everything else. It is hard to accept because, I mean, it sucks, but we have the dumbest people in the country leading the country. Why many employers have ditched four-year degree requirements? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because the product you're getting out of college has never been worse and college has never been more expensive. What employer in his right mind, unless he had to, what employer in his right mind would demand to get one of these communists fresh off a college campus these days? No, thank you. Give me the 18-year-old who just graduated high school, put him or her through an apprentice program of some kind. You may even have somebody who can balance a checkbook or has a little bit of common sense. West Virginia man confuses meth for vehicle registration during traffic stop. Sorry, thought this was America. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.